Endless Possibilities with Catherine G. Hi Pete, welcome to the show that we're doing today on Endless Possibilities. I'd like to chat to you about the mind and how the mind, how we don't actually utilise a lot and we don't, uh, we tend to cut ourselves off from opportunity because we think we can't. One of the things you said to me was, if you don't knock on a door, it doesn't open. And I love that philosophy of opening yourself to endless possibilities. Yeah, well, I, I definitely believe we co-create this, this reality that yeah. we're experiencing now. And uh, it's a game that we all get to play. And there are many tools that we get to, get to use to play the game. It's like any game, you know, there's, there's a certain set of rules that we need to stick by in this experience and but there's also sort of these these wonderful tools that are out there that can help us play the game uh, a little bit a little little bit more a little with a little bit more joy a little bit more fun with a little bit more understanding a little bit more awareness instead of it just being down to randomness and things happening to you whereas you can actually create your universe if you choose to Exactly. By, by having some attentions and by using these tools as I speak about. And I mean, that's not saying that everything's predetermined, it, although mm. some, some philosophies think that our, our life or our journey is predetermined. Mm. I like to believe that we do have, even if it was predetermined, we still have this amazing ability to, to create that, our future or, and, uh-huh. our, and our present. Well, I totally agree with you. I believe in creating, I've always looked at it in a way that if you say you can't, you can't, and you're you're totally right. So I agree and I high-five any of my clients or my children or anyone that go, oh, I can't do that. Well, no, you can't because you just said it. But when you open yourself up to possibilities and that, you know, have a go, what's the worst thing that can happen? You're not going to be worse off than where you are now. And to dream because... If you don't believe in your dream, how can you expect other people to believe in it? Mm-hmm. And that's what you've done, though. I mean, because you've obviously, and it's everyone who gets out there, you believe you can and you do or you believe in something strong enough and you, and I think it's because you do it with passion. I think that's the other thing that really helps the authenticity of people too. Well, I think you've just hit the nail on the head at that being your authentic self is mm-hmm. something that, I strive to be and discover and remember. Mm. And each, each and every one of us is completely unique and we all have our authentic self. And to be able to tap into that and appreciate that and recognise it when you are following your authentic path, so to speak, or being in the yeah. authentic moment, then you feel like those coincidences in this game start to manifest a little bit more readily. You know, those synchronicities that, you know, why, why are some people a little bit more fortunate than others? You know, is it because they're in the right place at the right time or is everybody in the right place at the right time and certain people are just a little bit more uh, in tune or aware yeah. Of, yeah. of that and the potential signs that are there or the paths that are offered for them to follow. And it's an interesting, interesting topic to talk about because again, 
when you do open yourself up to the possibilities or the infinite possibilities yeah. without having expectations, mm. but just having the intention that anything can happen. Yeah. You know? and, and, and it can be as simple as this. It could be as simple as, you know what, later this week I've got a day off. What am I going to do with that day off? Am I going to do something that I've always done? Or am I going to open myself up to a new possibility? And if we open ourselves up to that new possibility, I would say there's a pretty good chance that an opportunity will come into your sphere or your reality. And it might be a friend saying, hey, love to catch up with you. I haven't seen you for, for a year or a decade or whatever it might be. When are you free next? And you might go, oh, I'm actually just... I'm going to be free this Sunday because I'm doing something different. Why don't we catch up then? And that one meeting could change that person's direction, your direction. Remember, it always doesn't have to be about you. No, and that's so true, you know. And the the way I look at this, and I I have a, a tool that I use that I absolutely love, and it's my whiteboard. And I like mind mapping or mapping anything. And I I look at if you were to sit down and to map out your life and how just by the instant that that day you decided, as you said, to go out to that friend and then that friend mentioned something which did something which did something and it just keeps tracing and tracing and tracing. And I just find it fascinating. It's like you don't know where the pathway or the journey could take you. I think what I would do, I would, uh, when, when you talk about opportunities that are there and maybe you don't see them because you're in a space where you're not opening yourself up to those possibilities, and I look at that as though when you uh, talk to someone, they might have a new car and they all of a sudden say, oh, what colour is it? And you go, oh, well, it was an orange car. And you go, oh, I don't see many of them on the road. Then all of a sudden you see orange cars everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's been put into your mind and you do that. So it's the same with what you're saying. With uh, having a thought or a dream or, gee, I wouldn't mind doing this or I wouldn't mind doing that, then un. And subconsciously, your little things are out there going, and then when they come to spear, they're dying. Now, are you going to accept it or not? Well, that's up to you. (laughs) There's no rules. And, you know, and if if something doesn't come up on that Sunday when you've given yourself that opportunity to be free to the universe, you know, it could be as simple as, okay, well, I've got nothing planned. What do I feel like doing? Do I feel like experiencing something completely new? usually I'd go for a walk down this street that way. Maybe I'll go for a walk down the street that way. Maybe I'll just change something today. And, yeah. and again, have no expectation. Maybe nothing's going to happen. You have no, I don't know, you know, that's the beautiful thing of life. You know, but more and more for me, I tend to, because I travel a lot, and yeah. I tend to go into that space of cultivating a curiosity of curiosity for what is potentially going to happen Mm. on this day in this new city that I'm in. And it could be as simple as, okay, well, I know I need to eat. What choices have I got to eat today? Mm. And it could be like, okay, am I going to cook for myself or am I going to go out for a meal? Mm. Okay, simple decision there or am I going to fast? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it could be as uh, I might go, okay, I'm going to go out for dinner tonight. Mm. And I might go on the internet and do a quick search, top 20 restaurants in Orlando, if I'm there. Okay, which of these 20 suit my 
food style or philosophy, which ones seem like they've got probably a good ethics behind where they get their food from and how mm. they cook it. And then it might come down to two or three and I'll be like, okay, well, which one is actually drawing me into it? You know, which yeah. one do I feel attracted to regardless yeah. of the name or the food or anything, which, you know, and I ask myself, which one of these should I go to today? And one will pop up and I'll go, okay, I'll go to that one. What time am I going to go? Okay. I think I'll go that time. Yeah. And off I go. Mm. And what, what happens, what what will manifest from that? I have no idea, no expectation, but I am open because I feel like I'm being guided by my intuition that, okay, I should go there. And it could be something as simple as on my way to that restaurant, I've walked past a, a, a tea shop, for instance. Yeah. So I didn't know there was a tea shop here in this, in this city. I'm going to go in there and have a chat and I might buy some beautiful tea and that could be part of tomorrow's journey of my meditation. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it could have nothing to do with the restaurant that I'm going to. I might yeah. meet anyone at that restaurant. It might be just a, a simple dinner, but I've realised there's a tea shop there and I've bought some tea. And then the next day I might be making some tea or I might be with a fellow that I'm working with and say, hey, do you want to come over for some tea tomorrow? Yeah. And in that experience of sharing some tea, they might open up to me and express an issue that they're having or vice versa and then we might find some sort of resolution to that so i mean that might sound all airy fairy but i love the idea that we create this reality by being open to it with advocate intention that you know the intention to follow our intuition and that yes it will be and and that's exactly it it's your intuition and it's that little guiding thing that we all have and it's whether or not we want to listen or not and i know that uh, like if i go back over my past uh, life I've lived that there's times where that little thing's bumped its little head up and gone nah don't do that come on Catherine Jane and I've gone nah 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 I've got to do this because this is this and and I'm so going without being open to the freedom of my own self to know to have a knowing and inner knowing to trust me and a knowing that I will be okay and I can do something that I've gone another direction and of course something's gone wrong with that and then I've gone back and it's like, well, it's okay it went wrong because it was a pathway I needed to do and that pathway gave me a learning because if I hadn't have done everything I've done, I wouldn't have got to the point of sitting here today and being sitting talking to you or talking to whoever I will talk to tomorrow or whatever I'll do and I go to radio tonight and all these things. They're all things that can happen and the intuition's there and it's whether or not, we allow ourselves to be, uh, to listen, simply. I hear you. <laughs> Good. Well, look, okay, so we, we both are on the same page that we can create our realities, which is really excellent. I noticed that uh, you uh, have been or have used a technique that's called NET. Mm-hmm. Yep. Neuro-emotional technique, yes. Yes, and uh, that works off the meridian lines. To a degree, yes. There's, there's different modalities in it and, and different ways they work. Uh, but, but definitely it's a, it's, a, it's a therapy or a technique to help us acknowledge and be aware of our existing patterns yeah. of, of thought, of behaviour, of belief. Mm. And once we are aware of those behaviours, which may be limiting, 
They may be positive. They may have served us to protect us at one point in time in our lives, but they no longer serve us anymore. And it's, it's mm -hmm. time to replace those or to make them neutral. So mm -hmm. when that experience happens again, we don't go into a learned behavior or a, yeah. or a repeated pattern of behavior mm -hmm. that we have um, adopted. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful treatment. It's, it's open for everyone. Uh, yeah. My children have been going since they were one and my mum, who's now nearing 80, she also goes. She's had 100 sessions in the last 10 years mm. and I've probably had 500 over the last 25 years. I had one today, actually. It was really, really <laughs> Do you, is it, I'm only just sort of learning about this technique. I mean, it's something because I, I found it when... Um, I was actually doing a little bit of Googling on you. So there you go. I did do that. Uh, but the thing is that it's uh, what I liked about what I've read so far is that it comes back to the actual core or root of where if there's an emotional trauma, if we could say, that happened to us, that it's, that it's made this happen and this happen, which is a chain that happens. So instead of like what happens so often that people put the band-aid effect over and they hit you with antidepressants and you know whatever drug they can find you're actually getting back to the core and you're fixing that core issue that that would be right wouldn't it well you are becoming aware of it first and foremost yep. and i think with awareness then once we can identify something then we can have that awareness to be able to see it or feel it and then we can choose to remove it or replace it yeah. or um, delete it, you know, or remove and delete is the same thing. But uh, again, it, it's just a simple tool mm. that you want to be open towards and have the intention yeah. of, of working on it. And generally it's never what you think it is. So that's why the, yeah. the, the therapists are fantastic because they're asking your, your inner knowing or your your cellular memory where you store all yes. of your past hurts, pains, yes. traumas, because we, we trap that into our bodies. Yes. And then we, we create a behaviour yes. from that to protect ourselves. Yes. And it's, it's a fascinating thing. And you have to understand that it's just our perception of that experience is what led to the negative belief pattern or the yeah. storing of that trauma in our body, which can manifest into a disease in our bodies. Mm. You know, so often um, from talking to these therapists, yeah. they deal with everything from cancer to autoimmune disease, to sexual assault, to uh, anxiety, depression, you name yeah. it, they deal with it. And it is always the way that we view ourselves in the world and from that, we need to change our perception of ourselves in the world. And that's, that's what a, their simple 20 or 30 minute session does, which is non-invasive. It, um, it can be emotional to remember yes. this then, very emotional to understand why you went into that behavior or that yeah. pattern. And it can be very liberating to, to, to acknowledge that and be aware of it and then move forward in a neutral way so that you no longer have to um, wear that mask or have that identity to protect yourself from the world anymore, mm. which then okay. hopefully you, you don't need to go to a drug or an antidepressant or this or that, no. or, you know, maybe you still need medication. You know, it's not just like a one hit wonder. Sometimes no. it's multi-layered and multifaceted, yeah. but um, it's definitely a, um, 
wonderful technique that I would highly recommend people who are curious about finding out more about themselves have a look at. And I I think that, like, just recently on radio, I do a radio uh, segment that um, is basically a healthy lifestyle program in the Hawkesbury. And uh, I was doing a segment on postnatal depression. And when I look at PTSD, I think a lot of people tend to keep that for the reserve, uh, uh, ambulance, uh, the army, the defence forces and all those sort of places, thinking that they're the ones that have this PTSD. But in actual fact, childbirth can be very traumatic for not just the mother but also for the baby and Uh the trauma that can be actually held in that. And I don't think that we realise or even value those things enough to our own selves to know that those little things in life can actually then set off a lot of chain of reactions, of emotional reactions that can keep us very trapped from being able to live. Well, for sure. And even in, in, in utero, from conception to birth, we can take on yeah. a lot of the energy from our parents and our surroundings yeah. as well, which, which can form who we are and our belief systems because we, um, we feel everything, we, f- <laughs> we sense yeah. everything, and it's all energy. So, yeah, this, yeah. this technique can, can bring about a lot of change. And with that, talking about that with how your perceptions are and things like that, I I did work for, uh, volunteered for Lifeline for a while. And the perceptions of when you're actually, you you learn a whole new language when you're talking to people in those suicide situations. And it's very interesting to learn how people do have that perception of life and to be open to when you're speaking to people that, you're not judging from a perspective, from your perspective. You've got to be open to everyone's. And I think that's where we also tend to get trapped, that we get held down by a lot of judgment from, you know, anyone when you talk to any sort of person about any mental health problems. So do you find that, like, with um, the judgment of things, like, like even when you go to the point of the things that you've done, you've gone out on the paleo, you've gone out and said things, that people are so heavy to hammer you back in, which in some ways is good because it's putting so much more publicity your way, which is also strengthening what you're saying. Like I look at the CBD oil, okay, you're talking about CBD oil at the moment. There's a lot going on with that and yet they're, why are we not opening our way to the oils and the benefits of the oils when many years ago in the 30s and up to the 50s, the doctors were telling everyone to smoke cigarettes because it would help you and, you know, give your endorphins going. And now we have a benefit of something that can help epilepsy and all these things, and yet we've got problems. Yeah, I should clarify. I'm not talking about CBD oil. I'm talking about cannabis. I okay. think we need to be very careful when we, right. when we yep. fragment something or... Uh, splinter something into that. Okay. I'm talking about a plant that has many, many uses that can be yep. very beneficial for yep. for humanity. And the beautiful thing about cannabis as a plant is it can change your perception of yourself yep. <laughs> as, as other, plant medicines psych- yeah. other plant medicines and psychedelics can do, which is yep. why I'm a, a huge fan of exploring myself through the use of psychedelics and other plant medicines and mm. cannabis is a psychedelic mm. because it helps you change your perception or have a different lens or filter that you see yourself and the world in which you're a part of. And that can only be a good thing if for, for personal growth 
and for understanding of yourself and your bullshit. <laughs> so do you think what it does is it takes that judgment and that uh, predetermined ways that people set out that we should live life and it should be, you know, you go out, you get married, you buy the house, you have the 2.3 kids and this is how it all has to happen. Do you think that by having that place where you can actually chill out, that that's where the benefit of getting rid of all that, like, fluff and that stuff that's all around you? Well, I think we're at the, at the, at the core of us, we are human beings. And, mm. you know, there's, there's certain, as I said at the start, there's certain rules that we need to live by. You yeah. know, we cannot jump off a 10-storey building and, and pretend to fly like a no. bird. You know, we, we, we exist in this human body as we're having this conversation here. Yeah. Um, so the only label I like to go by is one of being human. In some of my psychedelic journeys, that is actually thrown out the door as well because you, get, you, you depart this reality as a human being yeah. and explore different realities where there is no human being there. And yeah. um, that can be very confronting and challenging and very liberating to mm. then come back into this reality and understand that there is more than this and mm. this. So it helps to change your perception and maybe not take yourself so seriously, but also appreciate the gift of life that we're having at the moment. So in saying all that, the laws that we need to live by or I choose to live by is that of being human. So you were talking about being married, having the kids and having the house and everything like that. Well, definitely. I mean, shelter is important. Connection is vitally important. Uh, reproduction, if it so suits your own personal journey uh, to have children, then that is a choice that we can make. But if we choose not to, then so be it. We do not need do that you know if you choose to live in a house like i'm in now or you choose to live in a tent or under the stars in a swag or in a mansion down the road or live on an island then the beautiful thing about being human is that we have free will to be able to choose what we have and if we don't have you know if somebody has the dream that they want to own an island then potentially they can set about the steps Exactly. wealth to work in an industry that can bring in that wealth so that they can have that goal in their, in their life. Other people are very happy to, you know, live in a caravan or a trailer or in a tent uh, in, the, in the outback or somewhere in a caravan park, you know, yeah. because they value the time, they value their time more than working for something to achieve that goal yes. no one is right or no one is wrong no. no nothing is better or worse because again we have free will to determine what we want to do you know some people volunteer their time and work with the needy or like you said the lifeline other people yeah. work completely for themselves and are self-absorbed and again there's there's no right and wrongs there is no right or wrong so again it's what suits you isn't it what makes you feel well, you think at the time there. Well, here's, the, here's what I think is the key is, is knowing yourself. Mm. And through the work of the NET or plant medicines or yeah. you know, meditation or going for a walk or opening yourself up to intuition, mm. you start to understand what resonates for you. Yeah. And that can be very different to your partner or your children. Mm. 
parents or society mm-hmm. and you follow that intuition into where you want to go you know and yeah. some people experience great pain in their life and that mm-hmm. is part of that journey you know mm-hmm. for them to grow from other people experience um uh potentially terrible diagnosis in their life mm-hmm. illness you know and that might give them a different way of looking at themselves so that they can get out of that and into the world that they want to live in, you know, and I don't have all the answers. All I know is that I'm curious about how I function in this world and how I think and how I behave. And that's all I can do. I read something yesterday actually that popped onto one of my, uh, social media feeds and I won't be able to quote it exactly, but it was from Ram Ram Das and he said, and I'm quoting paraphrasing here because I'm not sure I'll get the words right. Yeah. But the saying was the best thing I could do for you is to look after myself. And the best thing you can do for me is to look after yourself and understand yourself. And I thought that was pretty fucking good. (laughs) And it is so true because it's like, when you talk to parents or I'm just going to use parents here at the moment that so many times I say to them, look, I know you're running around doing X, Y, Z, but are you looking after yourself? Are you putting value on yourself to do that? And it's the same with when you have the, the, when you're in the plane and the mask drops down and you look after yourself first. And if you, if you can look at yourself and you can be, Oh, not scared to get in touch and know those feelings, accept those feelings, own them. And they may not be good, they may be whatever. And I did this on my own personal journey and I'd get a certain feeling towards a situation. I'd think, well, why am I feeling like that? What is that coming from? And it would go all the way back till I was that little girl in the school ground who was sad because she didn't have friends. Well, that's okay to be that because what have I learned from that experience? And then I bring it forward. And I don't... I'm not trapped by my own self anymore. And I say I'm deconstructed. I am who I am. My story's open to anyone who wants to know it because I'm happy where I am and I love the journey and I, I know I'm going to get things wrong and it doesn't matter because it's all part of the journey. And I think that's what I'm very passionate about. Even though I may have done all the study I need to do to get little qualifications hang on the wall to say I can know some things, at the end of the day, the textbooks that they're written in is not what we are. We aren't textbooks. We're so individual. And that's why, you know, what you've done with your life and how you go on your journeys and you're not in fear to say what your journeys are, I think is absolutely excellent because it's standing for other people to do it too. Exactly. You know, you, if, you, if you speak your truth, then it's okay for others to speak your tr- their truth. Mm-hmm. And our truths might be completely different. Yeah. But isn't it beautiful that we can all stand in empowerment of, yes. of our own being? Yeah. In a non-judgmental way or a non-violent way or aggressive way, but in a completely um, non-judgmental and accepting way. Yeah. And some of the greatest, I think, mantras out there is to trust and accept and surrender. Yeah. <laughs> surrender that you have no control over anybody else. Trust that you have control over yourself, and sometimes you just have to let go of that as well. That sometimes it's just going to play out, regardless. Yeah. And trust, surrender, and accept is is yeah. my 
some of the, the, the words that I, I use daily when I wake up. Trust in this, accept what happens and surrender. You know, yeah. don't, don't hold on too tight to, to what it is. A lady asked me in the audience of my um, seminar the other day, we, we spoke in front of 500 people. And, yeah. What are you going to do about 5G, Pete? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll probably put in some things in the house to protect myself and my kids. Mm. And that's what I'll do to start with. Yes. You know, that, that's, that's the first step because can I stop a telecommunication uh, movement that is happening whether I like it or not? I don't think I can, you know, mm. but I can put it as places, the things that I can, that I know to protect myself and my family to the yes. best of our ability. Mm. You know, will a population have to get sicker for this to manifest in a way where we have a, a public uprising? Mm. Maybe that's what is needed. Yeah. Maybe I need to trust in the process that 5G needs to come for that to happen. Maybe people need to trust in the process that Trump needed to be president for change to happen. Maybe we need to trust in these things that even though it seems like doom and gloom out there and everywhere we turn, it's, it's, it's terrible. But I have a trust in the process that, you know, possibly because these things are a little bit out of our control, yeah. but trust in the process. There's a vegan movement happening at the moment. And I'm so excited by it because yeah. five or 10 years down the track, we know that there's going to be a lot of sick people that are following this movement. Not yeah. all, but there's going to be a lot, mm. but they're already switched into protecting the planet, looking mm. after themselves, mm. worrying about the welfare of the animals. Yeah. But so they're already on that journey. If mm. they suffer real health and they get out of their belief system that this is the only way, what's the next step? Maybe they need to look at what it means to be human. Mm. What are we? We're omnivores. Let's bring that back. Let's understand what that means. Omnivores, we eat plants and animals. Okay. Maybe I'm missing a little part here, but maybe we needed to get sick and have this movement for mm. us to understand who we are. So yeah. I, I get excited about all of these things, even yeah. though, you know, would I prefer not to have 5G come into my neighborhood? I would prefer that for it not mm. to happen. But if I can't control it, let's trust in the process that, you know, maybe somebody's going to get sick and that person that gets sick is going to be related to a member of somebody that has the power to stop these things or whatever it may be. And I don't wish that anybody gets sick, but trust mm. in the process that something's going to happen that needs to happen for us to evolve to the next mm. point. And I, I think that that's like when you look at what the movement of the 5G and the digital, how you know, there's mobile phones in children's hands earlier than were in my children's hands. And when we were talking about bullying and the cyberbullying going on, and I said a piece recently where when I grew up and my children grew up and things like that, that if they were bullied or anything happened at school, when they came home, they had a safe place. But now because they've got their phones at home, the majority of them, that they don't have a safe place because they're then attacked at home as well. So then the question goes then, well, they say, well, Catherine, what do I do? You know, my kids need it for this, they need it for that. Well, it's about putting in, like you said, putting in precautions to give a safe place some time in there for the child to not be bombarded by bullying. It's the same as the 5G, not exactly, but, you know, you're putting in systems, you're putting in steps, precautions to protect your family. 
And maybe we need to look at, yeah, okay, it's bad what's happening and it's going to run its course, as you say, but what protections can we put in place to guard our family and the ones that we care and love about? Well, there's plenty of information everywhere you look if you want to get protected from 5G. Yeah. There's great websites and oh, yeah. us out there that can do it uh, regarding bullying. You know, people try to bully me every day. And, I, yeah. you know, if, if I could speak to these children, I would say it's got nothing to do with you. It's just their perception of themselves and you're a mirror for them. Mm. And what they're seeing in you is something that they wish that they had. You know, whether it's your smile or your parents' love or whatever it may be, you know. Who knows what it is? You can never tell because you can't control that other person. Mm. But just remember, it's got nothing to do with you. You know, yeah. wish them well and uh, put, wish them on their way and communicate to your parents. Mm. Communicate to someone that you can trust. You know, yeah. sometimes parents aren't the people you can trust. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, well, uh, that, that opens up another one, which we won't go there. Yeah. So, you know, and, and again, trust that that person's journey is as it's meant to be. Yeah. I'll just wrap up that bullying. I was bullied as an apprentice chef. Oh, okay. Uh, to, to a horrible degree, physically and mentally. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. But what it taught me was if ever I was in a position of authority or as a leader, I would never treat my staff like that. So yeah. I was grateful for being bullied because it taught me not what to do yeah. and how to behave. Yeah. And lo and behold, I became a, uh, a, a leader, a position of authority in my own restaurants at a very young age after that. And for the last 30 years, I treat people how I would like to be treated. When yes. And so... Again, trust in the experience. You mm. might not, it might feel horrible at the time. Oh, yeah. Why are they picking on me, you know? And I used to think that, why is this guy picking on me, you know? And I picked up an knife one day and said, you fucking touch me again, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he backed off. Yeah. And I left work. I decided not to work there the next day. I said, fuck yeah. it. You know? I stood up for myself. I did that. Never going to work with this person yeah. again because I won't be able to change them, you know? And threatening mm. someone was just not my... <laughs> but it taught me that experience taught me of who I, who I didn't want to be. Mm. He was a great teacher for me and I thank him for being a teacher. And I mm. hope that hopefully he is in a good place now because obviously yeah. he was, he was jealous or upset or something was going wrong in his life, you know, and, and yeah. I wish I knew what I knew now and maybe I could have reached out in a more compassionate way. But as a 17-year-old kid working 80 hours a week and having yeah. a fully grown man, big dude looking down at me, yeah. hitting me and locking me away and, and abusing me, it was, uh, yeah. I, felt, I felt alone and confused and scared. And I think that what you said then about that with the being an apprenticeship and that happening to you, that, I mean, there's so many stories out there with apprentices that happening too, that you being able to make that choice and stand up for yourself was very important. And like everything, everything, if we look at it, we have a choice of the way we look at it as being a lesson or something bad that we've got to hang on to. You moved on, you learned from it, and then you knew, well, this is how I want to respect and be respected. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's always a lesson. Yeah. Well, look, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. I know you're really busy and I don't want to hold you up too much today. I know it took a little while, but you know what? Everything that's good happens in time, doesn't it? It does. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on and have a chat with you and uh, yeah. thank you to the listeners and I hope you uh, got something out of this today.
I did. Thanks a lot, Pete. I appreciate it. You take Thank care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. I'm going to go walk the dog. She's busting for a walk. See you.